Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, May 12th, and we start with local news. Mule Day is easily the largest event that takes place in Murray County each year, bringing in thousands of visitors annually. The Murray County Bridal and Saddle Club has been hosting the event since 1974. A 501c3 nonprofit organization, the club makes sure the event services a variety of different organizations, but most importantly takes care of the horse and mule organizations. In our bylaws, it's mandated that we give 25% of our profits to charity. Murray County Bridle and Saddle Club President Ricky Strain-Smith said, We have a section in the bylaws that tells us who our favored people are. In addition to those donations, money taken in from admission to the park and from vendors is also paid to office staff in the weeks ahead of the ahead of and a few days after the event, as well as used to pay for expenses for the current and future Mule Day events. There are a lot of loose ends to tie up. We have some accounting to take care of. Mule Day isn't over until that's done. Strain Smith said. While there is a limited staff working before, during, and after Mule Day, the job is never over. In fact, most of the time, staff is thinking about next year, before the current year's event has even begun. We have roughly 50 people working at any given time on Mule Day, and most of those are volunteers, he said. Without the volunteers, we probably couldn't do Mule Day. If Mule Day is a 13-month job, as Strain Smith said, when do the staff and those involved ever get any sleep? We'll take a little time after Mule Day and process what we did and if we did things right and correct any problems we had, he said. We'll get back at it in about a month. After the event has ended and a few days have passed, looking back on everything, how did the staff feel about this year's event? I think it went, I think we had a great year, Louise Mills, Mule Day's public information director, said. We had a large crowd. If you were downtown on the parade site, you could not believe the people lined up on both sides of the street. Unless you go through the parade, you don't ever see that, she said. Each year the event happens, the club obviously reflects on the impact they have on the community. That impact is special for those who have grown up and lived in Murray County. What exactly is that impact? The data suggests it's an annual windfall for local businesses and surrounding communities. One of our main goals is to get people to Murray County. And of course, the tourism part is very big, Strain Smith said. We've had studies done that say the economic impact is upwards of $12 million in one year, he said. But no matter the economic impact data, every year Mule Day brings enjoyment, excitement, fun to the Murray County Park, and the Murray County Bridal and Saddle Club is eager to continue serving Columbia and Murray County. The annual Fallen Officers Memorial Service will take place on May 16th. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy visited with Officer Brian Goats as he and his fellow officers practiced for the memorial ceremony in Woodland Park yesterday. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I'm in Woodland Park in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. A fairly large group of Columbia police officers are gathered here. They are rehearsing for an upcoming memorial event. Uh, Sergeant Brian Goats with Columbia Police Department is actually got a sword in his hand right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Sergeant Goats, tell us what's, when and where. What's going on? So we're doing our, our yearly annual um, police memorial service, and this year it will be at Pleasant Heights Baptist Church, 7 o'clock on May 16th. 
Okay, and what if people attend, what will they see? So we do a lot of things uh, to honor the fallen officers associated with Murray County and across the entire country to include a 21-gun salute, uh, presentation of colors, um, we national anthem, all those kind of things that you would see at the event. So. And hence the sword in your hand and these fellows with rifles, they will all be part of the ceremony, correct? Yes, sir. We're doing a little practice. We want to make sure we look good and uh, honor our fallen. So, Amazing. What a great thing. Okay, one more time. What, when, and where? So it's going to be at Pleasant Heights Baptist Church, May 16th at 7 o'clock. A memorial to fallen officers. Yes, sir. That's what it is. There we go. Okay, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio in Woodland Park, uh, speaking with a group of Columbia police officers. Uh, it's a positive celebratory uh, day, I think, speaking with Sergeant Brian Goats. Sergeant Goats, and to you and all these other officers, uh, good luck at the ceremony. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Visitors to upcoming graduation ceremonies in any of Murray County's public schools will have to go through a metal detector before being admitted, the district has announced. Graduation ceremonies start this week across the county with Spring Hill holding ceremonies on May 12th, Columbia Central on May 15th, Santa Fe on May 16th, Kalioka on May 18th, and Mount Pleasant on May 19th. Murray County Superintendent of Schools Lisa Ventura made the decision to require metal detectors earlier this year. The decision was made by Superintendent Ventura earlier this year based on incidents that occurred at graduations in other districts in May of 2022. We used Safe Schools money to purchase portable metal detectors in preparation for graduates in 2023. Communications Director Jack Cobb wrote in an email, The portable metal detectors cost $3,700 each and were purchased from the Garrett K-12 through School Protection Program, according to Cobb, and include a handheld device. To help get the word out, the district has put a video on its website explaining the new equipment. The video features Sonia Cathy, an assistant principal at Columbia Central. This year, we want all graduation attendees to feel safe and secure, Cathy says in the video. Attendees are advised to empty their pockets of any metal or metal-containing objects such as keys, coins, or cell phones. In addition, attendees are advised not to bring knives, pepper spray, or anything that could be construed as a weapon. Zion Christian Academy did not immediately respond to questions as to whether they would have an increased security at their respective graduation ceremonies. Zion's ceremony is scheduled for May 12th, while Columbia Academy's ceremony is scheduled for May 20th. Planning for the graduation ceremony is no different than planning for anything else. We want to make sure the graduates' day is as special as it can be, said Ben Jones, head of security at Columbia Academy. Jones said there would be added security on hand for CA ceremony, but did not discuss specific measures. We're continually working on our plans to make sure everything is safe, and we will revise as needed, Jones said. Yesterday, Merited Favors Safe House held their grand opening ceremony. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting to learn more about what that new facility has to offer the community. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am in Columbia, Tennessee, on East End Avenue. I'm speaking with Cynthia Marlowe Foster. She is the proprietor, I suppose, of Merit Favor Safe House, a project which certainly does have merit. Cynthia, <laughs> tell us what you offer here. I offer uh, a man or an individual six months of transitioning. Uh, we offer 
uh, life skills. Uh, we also offer them the be able to get connected back with their families. We also offer them the, the ability to get respect again for themselves as well as uh, a voice. And I take it this often regard, uh, involves uh, recovery uh, programs as well, correct? Yes, sir. We give them AANA, and also we do men group where they deal with the issues of men. We also offer them mental health uh, resources as well as permanent housing. Uh, and that means that even if their six months or 120 days come and they want to stay longer, they get the opportunity to stay. We don't put them out. Okay, and as I understand it, you offer not only services for people in a recovery situation, you offer services for people, for instance, maybe who just got out of prison and they no longer have a home to go back to. Yes, sir. We offer them also uh, housing for uh, individuals that's transitioning out of incarceration as well as drug court and uh, coming off the streets as well. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Now, you told a little story a little while ago, and I want to hear it again. You told us how you came to name this Merit Favor Safe House. What's the story? The story is my sister four years ago was diagnosed with uh, thyroid cancer. And, and while she was in surgery, I was praying out to God, asking him to name the safe house, and he gave me uh, Merited which I feel I looked that word up and it said grace that I don't deserve, but he gave it to me anyway. That's a great story, Cynthia. That's fantastic. Now, uh, I would imagine that people who need your services have uh, little or no ability to pay. Uh, how does that work? Well, uh, most of the time when people don't have uh, the resource to pay, uh, from jail, we do the RHP grants, which help them for two months. And we also are looking for sponsors that may want to help an uh, 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 individual to help pay for uh, a week, two weeks, or even a month for their uh, uh, rent fees uh, as well. Okay, that was going to be my next question. If people want to help out Merited Favor Safe House, the programs that you have here, where do they go to get more information and uh, see how to do that? They can also go on our, our, our Facebook page. We got a Merited Favor uh, pay, uh, Facebook page, and they also can go on our website, which is MeredithFavorSafeHouse1.com, GoDaddy.com. Uh, there you go, and I, I would imagine you need all the help that people can uh, provide, whether that be money or volunteering, right? Both. Money was all, is always a help, but we also need volunteers that can come in, and if you got any experience, or if you don't have any experience, but you have the time that you want to provide with uh, these guys, they would love it. And also, I'm getting ready to have a, the first fundraiser at the Moore Building. It's called the Monster Duck Prom. And then when will that take place? July the 8th. 
uh, this year. At the Memorial Building here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee, and I suppose that if people want more information about that, they can go to your Facebook page or your website, right? Yes, sir. It's a my, uh, uh, Master Ray uh, Duck Prom. I'm sorry. There we go. That sounds fun. <laughs> All right. Once again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I've been speaking with Cynthia Foster. We are at the grand opening of the Merited Favor Safe House Ribbon Cutting. A tremendous and exciting program. Cynthia, I wish you all the luck in the world. Congratulations. Thank you so much for being here. Columbia State Community College recently honored nine medical lab technology graduates in a pinning ceremony in the Wayman L. Hickman building. We are delighted with a number of friends and family who came to the pinning ceremonies, said Lisa Harmon, Columbia State Program Director and Assistant Professor of Medical Laboratory Technology. This demonstrates the high level of support that these students have and need to complete this rigorous program. Also present were Columbia State Administration and our partners from Murray Regional Medical Center, whose continued support is so critical for this program, she said. The Medical Lab Technology Associate of Applied Science degree academic plan involves two or more semesters of general education coursework, followed by a 12-month, three-semester series of core courses designed to provide classroom and clinical-based competencies, which provide students with the tools for licensure examination success, gainful in-field employment, and career satisfaction. The procedures learned in a med lab program are essential to what and why of diagnosis and treatment, said Dr. Kay Fleming, Columbia State Dean of the Health Sciences Division. The demand for laboratory professionals is critical and facilities are competing to hire Columbia State graduates, she said. The medical laboratory technician possesses the technical skills necessary to perform routine testing in the areas of hematology, serology, coagulation, clinical microbiology, clinical chemistry, blood banking, and urinalysis in clinical laboratories of hospitals, clinics, and physicians' offices under the supervision, supervision of a physician and or medical technologist. Lab tests shape the majority of medical decisions made by physicians. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics projects the demand for medical laboratory professionals will increase at a rate nearly double the average increase for all populations. Since the pandemic began, nearly 1 billion diagnostic COVID-19 tests have been conducted by medical laboratory professionals. Yesterday, Riverside Elementary held their Farm Day event. Our own Del Kennedy attended that event as well and spoke to teachers and students. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm at the Riverside Elementary School. They are having Farm Day. They've got sheep, they've got goats, they've got farmers, and they're all having a big time. I'm speaking with second grade teacher Bradley Moody Mims and with Emrys Truitt, one of her students. Bradley, what's going on here today? Well, tonight we are having farm night here at Riverside Elementary School in celebration of all things agriculture and farming. We've got farmers market vendors, we've got food, we've got performances, and we have farm animals and farmers to come talk to the kids. It's a really great evening full of learning and uh, a lot of fun. All right, Emrys, have you seen the sheep and goats yet? No sheep, but goats and chicken. All right, what do you think? I like them. You like farming? Yeah. You think you might be a farmer when you grow up? No. Why is that? I don't know. Okay, good. Fair enough. Do you live in the city or in the country? Neighborhood. So a neighborhood in Columbia? Yeah. All right, Emrys, tell me who your parents' names are. Nicole and Bobby. Wow. Okay. And your grandparents' names? Grandpa and Grandma. There you go, folks. Absolutely. Now, are you going to have fun doing this? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the Riverside School. I see a sea of children's faces uh, grinning with anticipation. It is farm day, farmers, goats, chickens. Uh, I think I even saw a goose out there. Uh, so, <laughs> All right. Miss Biddy, y'all have fun. Thank you so much for being here. We love Columbia and we love farming. There we go. Join Murray Alliance upstairs at Puckett's in downtown Columbia on Wednesday, June 7th at 8 a.m. for Breakfast with Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt, sponsored by Caledonian Financial. This is part of an ongoing Breakfast with the Mayor series. During this event, Murray Alliance President Will Evans will lead an informative question and answer discussion with Mayor Butt about the current state of Murray County. To submit a question or topic in advance, you can email nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at murrayalliance.com. Tickets to the event are $20 for members and include breakfast. For more information, visit www.murrayalliance.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Irene Wirtz Race, 79, a retired employee of Vanderbilt University, died Friday, May 5th at her home. A memorial service for Mrs. Race will be conducted on Saturday, May 13th at 3 p.m. with visitation from 1 to 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Linda Robbins Weatherly, 86, went home to be with the Lord on Wednesday, May 10th. Funeral services for Mrs. Weatherly will be conducted on Monday, May 15th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have clouds with rain early today, followed by scattered thunderstorms this afternoon. The high will reach 79 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of rain today? 100%. Tonight, we can expect thunderstorms, then a chance of scattered thunderstorms overnight. The low will be 66 degrees with light and variable winds. The chance of overnight rain? 60%. For your weekend forecast, clouds with a chance of thunderstorms will occur both on Saturday and Sunday. Daytime highs will be in the mid-80s and overnight lows in the mid-60s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. 
But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And on news from around the state, as parents await the results of the standardized Tennessee Comprehensive Assessment Program, or TCAP, test, the widespread effects of a statewide third-grade reading and retention law are fast approaching. 
The law, passed in 2021, takes effect for this year's third graders. It hinges on scores for the English language language arts section of the TCAP, which is also known as TN Ready. Third graders who score as below proficiency or approaching proficiency in that section may face retention if additional steps are not taken. Here's what parents need to know about navigating the implications of the law. The Tennessee Department of Education has promised to release raw test scores by May 19th. Students who score at below or approaching proficiency can retest between May 22nd and June 5th. Some districts may have different dates for retesting. Parents of children who score as approaching proficiency can also file an appeal to the state by June 30th. It is not clear when appeal decisions will be made. Additionally, parents of children who scored in the 40th percentile or higher on a spring reading screening assessment or faced hardships during the days leading up to the TCAP can appeal. The form to appeal a retention decision can be found at www.tn.gov forward slash education. There are exceptions. Some students whose scores fall short can move on to fourth grade without any further action. Those students include English language learners who have received less than two years of English language arts instruction, those who were held back in a previous grade, and students with disabilities or suspected disabilities that impact their literacy development. Children who score as approaching proficiency must complete one of the following to move on to fourth grade. They must retest and score on grade level with a retest window of May 22nd through June 5th, enroll in summer school, meet 90% attendance, and show adequate growth, a term the State Board of Education is still working to define, and have a free state-provided tutor for the entirety of fourth grade. Third graders who score as below proficiency have the following options to move on. They can retest and score on grade level with a retest window from May 22nd to June 5th, enroll in summer school with 90% attendance rate, and have a free state-provided tutor for the entirety of fourth grade. Retesting and summer school dates may vary by district. The impact of the law could be enormous. Last year, around 65% of third graders statewide did not meet the threshold during TCAP testing. Additionally, this year's class of third graders were in the final months of kindergarten in March of 2020, when schools shut down as the COVID-19 pandemic swept the globe. Parents and advocates alike have cited pandemic learning loss among their concerns over the new requirements. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed a measure passed by the state legislature to amend the third grade retention law in May. The changes add another assessment and widen the number of third graders who can either appeal or be exempt from retention, among other measures. However, the amendments will not take effect until the 2023-2024 school year. More information on the third grade retention law from the Tennessee Department of Education can be found at www.tn.gov forward slash education. Gas prices across Tennessee have been trending lower for three straight weeks. On average, gas prices across the state fell 10 cents over last week. The Tennessee gas price average is now $3.12, which is 18 cents less expensive than one month ago and 94 cents less than one year ago. Here are some quick facts. 39% of Tennessee gas stations have prices below $3. The lowest 10% of pump prices are at $2.85 for regular unleaded. The highest 10% of pump prices are $3.53 for regular unleaded. Tennessee is the fifth least expensive market in the nation. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The Tennessee Renaissance Festival has begun. It takes place every Saturday and Sunday in May, plus Monday, Memorial Day. It's the perfect kickoff event for summer. The festival takes place at 2135 Newcastle Road in Arrington, Tennessee. Last year, Williamson County Parks and Recreation took ownership of the Tennessee Renaissance Festival. Over the last year, they've made a number of changes. These changes include finding ways to enhance the flow of visitors, offering more shady areas, adding some new vendors and entertainment, and making extensive repairs to some of the old staging. But the biggest change is the entrance. There is now a large tented gate allowing visitors to pass through to the grounds much more quickly. Everyone's favorite acts are returning to the various stages, including Secret Commonwealth and Empty Hats. A new stage combat troop has been added called Lords of the Edge, who also do sword swallowing. Jousting freelancers are returning to the field, as well as the Nightwing's Bird of Prey show. But an old favorite is returning as well, the Human Combat Chess Match. It's kind of like Harry Potter Wizard Chess with real people. For more information, visit tnrenfest.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.